Retriever, Nova Scotia Duck Tolling. Origin and Purpose The Nova Scotia Duck Tolling Retriever was developed in Nova Scotia in the early 19th century to toll or lure and retrieve waterfowl. The tolling dog runs, jumps, and plays along the shoreline in full view of a flock of ducks, occasionally disappearing from sight and then quickly reappearing. Aided by the hidden hunter who throws small sticks or a ball for the dog, the dog's playful actions lure the curious ducks within gunshot range. The dog is then sent to retrieve the downed bird. General Appearance the toller is a medium-sized, powerful, compact, balanced, well-muscled dog. Medium to heavy in bone, with a high degree of agility, alertness, and determination. Many tollers have slightly sad expression until they go to work, when their aspect changes to intense concentration and excitement. At work, the dog has a speeding, rushing action, with the head carried out almost level with the back and a heavily feathered tail in constant motion. Temperament. The toller is highly intelligent, easy to train, and has great endurance. A strong and able swimmer, he's a natural and tenacious retriever on the land and from water, setting himself for springy action the moment the slightest indication is given that retrieving is required. His strong retrieving desire and playfulness are qualities essential to his tolling ability. Loving and playful to his family, he can be reserved with strangers without being aggressive or overly shy. Aggression is not to be tolerated. Size. Ideal height for males over 18 months is 19 to 20 inches or 48 to 51 centimeters. Females over 18 months, 18 to 19 inches, or 45 to 48 centimeters. One inch, three centimeters, over or under ideal weight is allowed. Weight should be in portion to the height and bone of the dog. Guidelines are 45 to 51 pounds, or 20 to 23 kg for adult males. Bitches, 37 to 43 pounds or 17 to 20 kg. Coat and color. The toller was bred to retrieve from icy waters and must have a water repellent double coat of medium length and softness with a softer, denser undercoat. The coat may have a slight wave on the back, but is otherwise straight. Some winter coats may form a long, loose curl at the throat. Featherings are soft at the throat, behind the ears, and at the back of the thighs, and forelegs are moderately feathered. While neatening of the ears and feet is permitted, the toller should always appear natural. Color is various shades of red or orange, with lighter featherings and underside of tail, and usually at least one of the following white markings. Tip of the tail, feet, not exceeding beyond the pasterns, chest, and blaze. A dog of otherwise high quality is not to be penalized for lack of white. The pigment of the nose, lips, and eye rims should match and be flesh-colored, blending with coat or be black. Head. Skull. 
the head which should be in proportion to the body size is clean cut and slightly wedge-shaped when viewed from above the broad skull is only slightly rounded the occiput not prominent and the cheeks flat length from occiput to stop should roughly equal that of stop to tip of nose the stop is moderate muzzle tapers in a clean line from stop to nose and the lower jaw strong but not prominent the underline of the muzzle runs almost in a straight line from the corner of the lip to the corner of the jawbone with depth at the stop being greater than at the nose hair on the muzzle is short and fine whiskers are not removed nose tapers from bridge to tip with nostrils well open color should blend with that of the coat or be black mouth lips fit fairly tightly forming a gentle curve in profile with no heaviness in the flues the correct bite is tight scissors full dentition is required overshot by more than one-eighth inch undershot and wry mouth are highly undesirable jaws are strong enough to carry a sizable bird and softness in mouth is essential eyes set well apart almond shaped medium sized color amber to brown expression is friendly alert and intelligent flesh around the eyes should be the same color as the lips ears triangular rounded at the tips medium sized and carried in a dropped fashion they are set high and well back on the skull with the base held very slightly erect so that the edge of the ear is carried to the side of the head they are well feathered and at behind the fold with short hair at the tips neck slightly arched strongly muscled and well set on of medium length with no indication of throatiness forequarters shoulders should be muscular with a blade well laid back and well laid on giving good withers sloping into the short back the blade and upper arm are roughly equal in length with the upper arm well angled back under the body elbows should be close to the body turning neither in nor out working cleanly and evenly forelegs should appear as parallel columns straight and strong in bone the pasterns are strong and slightly sloping the strong web feet are tight and round with well-arched toes thick pads and strong nails and are in proportion to the size of the dog dew claws may be removed body deep chested with good spring of rib brisket reaching to the elbow the back is short and straight the top line level the loins strong and muscular the ribs are well sprung neither barrel shaped nor flat tuck up is moderate hindquarters muscular broad square in appearance rear and front angulation should be in balance thighs are very muscular upper and lower sections being approximately equal in length stifles are well bent and hawks well let down neither turning in nor out 
dew claws may be removed. Tail. Following the natural very slight slope of the croup, broad at the base, luxuriant and heavily feathered, with the last vertebrae reaching at least to the hawk. The tail may be carried below the level of the back, except when the dog is alert, when it curves high over, though not touching the back. Gait. The toller combines an impression of power with a springy, jaunty gait, showing good reach in front and strong driving rear. Feet should turn neither in nor out, and the legs travel in a straight line. As speed increases, the dog should single track, top line remaining level, and covering ground with economy of movement. Faults. To be penalized according to the degree. 1. Dogs more than 1 inch or 3 centimeters over or under ideal height. 2. Overshot bite. 3. Tail too short, kinked, or curled over touching the back. 4. Lack of substance in adult dog. 5. Dish or down-faced. 6. Abrupt stop. 7. Large round eyes. 8. Nose, eye rims, and eyes not of prescribed color. 9. Bright pink nose. 10. Splayed or paper feet, down in pasterns. 11. Open coat. 12. Roached, sway back, slack loins. 13. Tail carried below, level of the back when the dog is gating. 14. Any departure from the foregoing points should be considered a fault and penalized according to the degree of deviation. Disqualifications. The disqualifications for the Nova Scotia duck tolling retriever are as follows. 1. White on shoulders, around ears, on back of neck, across back or flanks. 2. Silvery coat, gray in coat, Black areas in coat. 3. Lack of webbing. 4. Undershot bite, wry mouth. 5. In adult classes, any shyness. 6. Butterfly nose. 7. Overshot by more than 1 eighth inch. And 8. Any color other than red or orange shades. Thank you.